You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati marhaban bikum fi al-hawar al-siniy al-arabi ma'a Bridget. Welcome back to the program and a big shout out to our listeners in Africa. I hope you can hear us loud and clear from wherever you are tuned in. I'm Bridget Mutambirwa coming to you from the Chinese capital in Beijing. You're listening to China Africa Talk, the program that brings you discussions on what's going on with China and Africa from a Chinese and African perspective. This week we discuss and reflect on the diplomatic, bilateral and people-to-people exchanges between China and Zambia over the past five decades. Now, just a bit of a background as to what has been going on with China and Zambia the past few days. At the invitation of Chinese President Xi Jinping, President Hakaindi Hichilema of Zambia paid a visit to China from September the 10th to the 16th. Hichilema's first visit to China since he took office in 2021 is expected to give a new boost to the all-round and in-depth growth of China-Zambia relations. Zambia was the first country in Southern Africa to establish diplomatic relations with China, and the two countries share some significant events which serve as symbols of their close connection, such as Zambia's support for China's seat at the UN being restored in 1971, Zambia's adherence to the One China Principle, and China's construction and funding of the Tazara Railway, as well as other BRI-related development projects. Now, joining us in the discussion for more on these two countries' bilateral relations and highlights of President Hakaindi Hechilema's visit is Professor David Sunny Mwanza, and he is director of the Confucius Institute University in Zambia, and Professor Yang Tengji, associate professor from Fuzhou University of International Studies. He also did research on Zambian traditional system and carried out field work in Zambia. Professors, it's a pleasure having you with us today. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Professor Mwanza, Zambian President Hakaindi Hichilema visits China. Are there perhaps any highlights on his visit regarding further development of China-Zambia relations? Yes, the visit itself is very important to the people of Zambia because China and Zambia have had uh, a long-standing relationship starting from independence days. Mm. And um, the time of Kenneth Kaunda, our first president, and uh, Chairman Mao Zedong marked a very strong beginning in our relationships. And uh, the visit of President Hichilema buttresses strength in that relationship. Right. So the visit itself is very, very critical and important. And us as the people of Zambia are very happy to see the two leaders meeting, almost solidifying their own relationship, but the relationship of the peoples of the two different countries. But so far in the visit, I think a number of things have happened and Mm -hmm. are very important. For example, I've been following and I've seen already that there is an MOU that Mm. was already signed with Huawei Mm -hmm. uh, to help promote Zambia's digital transformation. And um, this is very important. You know, China is very developed in this area and Zambia is not as such. And I think that's the direction of Zambia we are taking and collaborating with China and having these MOUs signed and the future then looks very great. But I've also noticed that um, uh, the president also visited BYD 
And he was talking about the possibility of creating a value chain in the electrical car business in Zambia. Mm. And I think that's very crucial again, because, you know, electrical cars in Zambia are not really common and therefore uh, that discussion and the possibility that can come out of that conversation right. and the visit of the president promises great things for Zambia. Right. I have also noticed that there is another MOU that has been signed with ZTE Corporation, a leading global information and communication technology. And this also is in the area of, you know, the possibility of setting up a smartphone plant in Zambia. Mm-hmm. Again, the area of uh, technology and ICTs is very, very crucial. And the two MOUs, I've seen them signing and also the conversations around other possibilities are promising great things. Okay. Professor Yang Tsingchi, uh, you did research on Zambian traditional system and carried out field work in Zambia. Generally, what was yeah. your impression and, and what did you gather in this area during your time? I've been to Zambia in 2010 mm. uh, is about 13 years ago. Wow. Uh, I think uh, when I was arrived at Zambia, I found that Zambia is a beautiful country and with warm and hospitable people. Okay. I also studied in Wenza, so I was very, very familiar with it and uh, with my neighbors. So when I was in Zambia, I mm-hmm. gathered some material about the traditional authority okay. and uh, historical evolution in Zambia, especially the chieftainship connects the Zambia's history and uh, contemporary. So it's uh, uh, very crucial for the Zambia's development. Interesting even in the topics that you're in, researching. In, <laughs> at, at yes, yes. Uh, very, so the chieftainship attracts me to give the deeper research. Uh, so I want to know why the chiefs from the past to the present also have play a very important role in Mm. Zambia society. Mm. So that is my research. Just out of curiosity, what did you learn about chieftainship? I think chiefs play a traditional authority role. In the past, the chiefs is representative of their ancestors. Okay. So a lot of people believe in chiefs. Yes, even in modern society. How best can you describe the China-Zambia relations since the two countries first marked diplomatic ties? And just how far does their relationship go with China? I think there is a title for describing China-Zambia relations for nearly uh, 60 years since the two countries first marked diplomatic ties Mm -hmm. in uh, 1964. At that time, President Kaunda gave a great contribution to Zambia's independence and the Sino-Zambia relations. Despite the changes in leaders of the two countries, the relationship of all weather friends has not changed and is getting closer. I think it's a very good title for describing the China-Zambia relations, the all weather friends. Um, Professor Mwanza, Professor Yang also mentioned this term all weather friends and Zambia's founding father, Kenneth, uh, Kaunda also described China as all-weather friend. We keep hearing this term all-weather friend. How do you see the history and current status, also putting into consideration that Zambia has a new government, but how do you see the current status of the bilateral relations and practical cooperation? Can we still put this term all-weather friend? Yes. So, you know, in historicizing the all-weather friend Mm -hmm. uh, tag on Zambia-China relationship, you will notice that Zambia gets independence in October 1964. And not long after that, 
Zambia gets into diplomatic relationship or agreement with China. So you could tell that um, Zambia actually was uh, probably the first Southern African country to mm. get uh, diplomatic relationships with China. But when you look at the 1970s, for instance, I just want to give a, f- a few examples sure. to sure. Uh, that represent the all-weather friendliness. Sure. In the 1970s, when China had also her own problems back home, mm-hmm. uh, at the request of Zambia and Tanzania, agreed to come and help construct the Tazara Railway. Right. This is um, a transport system that connects Zambia to Tanzania. And this, from independence to date, has been very, very important for transportation, also offering cheaper transportation between the two countries, but also even within Zambia, people use the Tazara. Mm -hmm. And during that time, it's very important to mention that 36 Chinese nationals laid down their lives as they were contributing to the construction of the Tazara Railway. Mm. So you can see how, you know, China has been there for Zambia, but also how they have related even in difficult circumstances. Mm. And I need to say that just last year, Mm -hmm. uh, the Tazara Memorial Park was uh, built here in Zambia to honor the Chinese nationals that died as they were helping Zambia. Mm. And, you know, many years later, we just had the COVID-19 pandemic. You know how desperate the situation was worldwide Mm. and Zambia was not spared. And China came again, of course, and offered the support to Zambia during the COVID-19 pandemic. And these, among many examples that we can cite, convinces me that uh, late President Kaunda Mm -hmm. was accurate in describing that relationship as a weather friend. But now, talking about the present, Mm -hmm. we have a new government. What I have seen with the new government is that President Hichilema himself values this relationship and he said recently that he will follow in the footsteps of Kenneth Kaunda mm. in championing, sustaining and further developing China-Zambia relationships. Mm. So as my colleague said, the relationship between Zambia and China has been growing right. and now when the president is in China and we can see MOUs being signed right. and I think much more yet to come in their visit and discussions, you can tell that the relationship is growing stronger. How are the China-Zambia projects doing so far and how have Zambians actually benefited from them? You've just mentioned the flagship Tanzania-Zambia railway and then we also have other projects that are underway, like for example, in infrastructure development, Broadway communication network, construction how are these projects doing so far and how have the Zambian people benefited? The projects are doing very well and I think there is a lot of mutual conversation on these projects and also mutual benefits. In terms of Zambians, the Zambian people are benefiting a lot from these projects. For instance, the creation of employment Mm -hmm. because When these projects come, when Chinese companies are doing business here or simply carrying out projects, local Zambians get employed in there, and that's a big deal for Zambia and Zambian people. But also, besides the creation of employment, it's the fact that some of these projects are enhancing communication and business, say, road construction, you know, 
it is just making small businesses, medium businesses to grow because you need a smooth transportation system for businesses to, to flourish. Mm-hmm. But also even just efficiency, when we talk about technology, efficiency in the execution of business, whether be government business, private business. I think some of these projects have brought efficiency mm. uh, to systems and also increased access facilities. Zambians are benefiting from this and we value the projects and cooperation. Mr. Yang Tingzi, Professor Mwanza has just highlighted some very significant projects that have been going on between China and Zambia, which kind of like gives me the sense that Zambia is an attractive investment destination to China and Chinese companies. What would you say makes Zambia one of the most attractive investment destinations to Chinese companies and and perhaps beyond? As I know, Mm. Zambia has become the African country that attracts the most Chinese investment. Sure. Number one. Because Zambia is rich in mineral resources, especially the copper and the cobalt, which are of great significance to Chinese industrial development. Okay. Also, the Zambia government encourages foreign investment, which lose foreign exchange control and a good investment environment. Mm-hmm. As that's the information I get from the the Chinese friends who was uh, working in Zambia. Mm-hmm. And also, I think Zambia is a politically peaceful and uh, stable for many years. So this is a good image for the Chinese people to investment, which is also an important factor in attracting the Chinese investments. There was uh, about uh, 80,000 Chinese who worked in Zambia at present. So I think in the bilateral relations, Mm -hmm. the economic factors is more and more important than the other factors. Mm, That's interesting. Okay, and uh, when we look at the people-to-people relations, the culture of Zambia is diverse at local and tribal level, which you also acknowledged earlier on in the interview. And the traditions are passed on primarily in the form of dance, music, theatre, and in addition, Zambia is a sport-loving country, especially in football. How, How can Zambia's cultural potential be better integrated into the flourishing tourism and sports sector, perhaps with China. In fact, the people-to-people communication and the exchange is also a shortage in the Sino-African relations. Mm-hmm. Maybe the most the economic factors are more and more important, but maybe for the Chinese people and the most African countries people, maybe know each other maybe is very limited information. I major in African studies, so I know I can get the real the real information about the two sides. Okay. But for the most Chinese people, maybe for the most African people, maybe it is another way. I think mm. to we must to strengthen each other. So the people to people communication uh, maybe I, in I the future, especially for the youth people. Mm. I think in, as I know in maybe sports could be a solution. Maybe um, things like football could be. Yeah, know. football. I know some. I know some uh, Zambia players work in the Chinese football team. I think uh, in the future, maybe we can master the broaden the two sides, people to people relations, people to people communications. I think it's also good uh, information for the, also some chi- some Zambia football players mm. uh, work in, in the Chinese football team. I think I also hope in the near future, maybe some Chinese football players work in Zambia. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That would be nice. Okay, still on people-to-people relations, Professor Mwanza. 
China started to send medical teams to Zambia from 1978 and up to now, 23 batches of Chinese medical teams provided medical assistance to Zambian people. Now, apart from China-Zambia relations having a direct impact on improving people's social lives, how have the people-to-people relations been in the post-pandemic era? I'm glad you mentioned the medical team sent to Zambia. Also, you know, 26 military medical teams and also on record uh, a total of nine 993 doctors and, the, and mm. other experts are sent to Zambia. So basically, and many other others in that area. But talking about uh, people-to-people relationships in the post-pandemic era, mm-hmm. it is well known that uh, I think the COVID-19 pandemic uh, brought disruption to a lot of friendships and corporations. And now that COVID is slowly but surely going away, what we see is the resumption of some of the friendship activities that had stopped or that had reduced. And so we have seen more mobility uh, between the two countries and we have seen more physical meetings and cooperation. And then you were asking my colleague about, for instance, sport. We know that the best female footballer in Zambia by the name Barbara Banda plays her professional football in China. China, And, uh, you know, in the FIFA Women's World Cup, she just scored 1,000 this goal, you know, in the tournament. So, yeah, basically, but also we have had many of footballers, James Chamanga can mention, who played in China. And that's the gentleman who part of the 2012 African Cup winning Zambian team. Mm. So Zambia and China have had um, very good people-to-people relationship. But in the post-pandemic era, what is pleasing to see mm-hmm. is that we are now, you know, resuming the activities that had come to a halt. Mm. Even in the area of education, okay. also, you know, most people could not travel to China and vice versa. There were a lot of online learning, even for people who got scholarships. But now we have seen more people, you know, traveling, going for physical contact in China. So I think basically we are moving now in the right direction and we are happy that the pandemic is slowly but surely fading. Mm, that's nice. And what are your views, though, on some Western media arguing that China's investments in Africa are a debt trap. That's a, that's a lie. Uh, but also, I think what you see in those sentiments in mm. the Western media is um, pretense, uh, double standards, and uh, simply lack of respect for Zambia to start with and for China. China and Zambia, really, if we can historicize uh, their cooperation, it's not a cooperation of uh, you know, of 2023 only. Mm-hmm. You know, we've just been talking about 1964, the 1970s, and all along coming to the present. Mm. And China has been this unique friend to Zambia. You know, when President Kaunda said China is always a friend, he meant his words. And those mm. of us who have come after him can see that with our own eyes and so on. But the Western media, from what I see, is, um, you know, I think deception because let's talk about debt, for instance. Mm-hmm. Okay. A number of countries in the West are owing China, mm-hmm. you know, money. They have borrowed, but that is okay as far as they are concerned. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that is not a debt trap as far as they are concerned. And it is only bad if Zambia or an African country uh, is borrowing from China. For me, it is just double standards. And whenever I, I listen, whether it's on YouTube or, or in the news, people are taking a swipe at Zambia-China or Africa-China relationship. Mm. I think somehow it is saddening because you see people are lying, people who are who are probably envious of the relationship. So mm. seriously, I would respect those views if I noticed that uh, they were not interested in that business, but I think mm. they are interested. What I see for me is a situation where I think they want to disrupt this practical and uh, effective friendship and they're probably wanting to be part of it in a different way. And also, I want to mention this. To say that this is a dead trap, I think they are also trying to insult the intelligence of African African countries mm. and African leaders and even us as, as a people. Mm. Because they are trying to suggest that we can't see, mm. that we do not know, mm. or that we are in this friendship blindly. I mm. think they are trying to insult our, our intelligence in a way that is so pretentious. And also sometimes they want to pretend as if they are speaking for us, as if they want to open our eyes. Certainly, when we know very well that we are good enough, we understand our relationship with China, we understand what we are doing with China, and we are in this voluntarily and happily so. And the benefits to the people in Africa and Zambia in this case are very visible and we can itemize them all day long. So I think we do not need the Western media to tell us about China because we know China. We have related with China since independence. So we don't need any more education from the West in as far as Zambia-China or Africa-China relationship is concerned. We are going to manage this and we are going to deal with this. Already I've seen that in the in President Hitler's visit to China, mm -hmm. they are signing MOUs. These mm -hmm. are MOUs on areas that are of interest to Zambia. And nobody then can tell us that there's anything uh, wrong or we should see anything wrong when we know what we want in Zambia and when we know that China is offering what we want in Zambia. So in a nutshell, Bridget, I simply want to say that sentiments from the Western media and the label they place on Zambia-China or Africa-China relationship just represent their double standardness, uh, deception, but just at most a lie. From what you're saying, um, I also get the sense that African and Chinese stories can best be told by Africans and Chinese. Very agree. Yes, which certainly. is also what we are about on this program. Okay. And just to wind off this discussion, Professor Tingxia, next year the two mm. countries, Zambia and China, celebrate 60 years of diplomatic ties. What do you expect moving forward in developing the relationship and mutually beneficial cooperation between Zambia and China? For President Hislema, when I was in Zambia, mm. I know that name. Okay. Because when I was studying in the campus of Windsor, mm -hmm. I had seen there was a, a signal. Mm -hmm. It's right, vote for HH. Okay. But after I asked the student and the teacher in Windsor, well, who, who is HH? Oh, they told me, oh, he's the head of the UPND. Okay. Oh, he's also a good man. And also, Hikilema is a legendary life story mm -hmm. who wins the president election in 2021. I think in the future, also China-Zambia relations want to continue to serve as a model for China-African relations. Sure. I think Zambia uh, and China can do this. Mm. And after the Johnsburg Summit of the Forum on African Cooperation upgrade the new type of strategic partnership between China and Africa, mm -hmm. 
to uh, the comprehensive strategic cooperative partnership. I think after that, China and Zambia also need to strengthen and uh, consolidate the five pillars, mm. political equality and uh, mutual trust, economic win-win cooperation, cultural exchange and uh, mutual learning, okay. mutual assistance in security and uh, solidarity and cooperation in international affairs. Mm-hmm. I think in the future, maybe the China and Zambia can do this. Because I live in Zambia for nearly half a year, mm-hmm. so I also have a great uh, feeling. I also believe that the China and Zambia relations are uh, closer and uh, stronger mm. in the future. Mm. So Hikilegma is a hopeful president for leading Zambia to a new level. And also in the cooperation of the Zambia and China also can arrive at a new level. Professor Mwanza, what do you expect moving forward in developing the relationship and mutually beneficial cooperation between Zambia and China? Yeah, we expect more economic activities between the two countries. As you are aware, Zambia has not been doing very well economically in the past years. Mm -hmm. And President Hichilema is working very hard on the path of economic recovery. And you can tell in his speeches, you can tell in his uh, activities and activities of the government that uh, is very committed to that. And China is a very important partner in the agenda of the president, in this case, uh, economic recovery. So, And also, based on just what has happened in the past few days of his visit in China, the MOU sign, the conversations that have followed in the media, Mm. you can tell that the future is great, Mm -hmm. but that Zambia will grow from strength to strength economically and in other areas of development. I'm looking forward also to the area of agriculture. Right. Uh, because China and Zambia have also cooperated in the area of agriculture. So I am um, I'm curious and I'm looking forward to more cooperation in that area because agriculture is very crucial to Zambia. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm looking to the future with optimism yeah. and the president, with what he says and what I've seen so far in the visit, I have no doubt that uh, the future is great for the two countries together, but also for Zambia's development. All the best to the all-weather friendship between Zambia and China, as founding father Kenneth Kaunda described it as well. Professor Mwanza and Professor Tingzhi, unfortunately, that's all the time that we have on the program. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, we are looking forward to next year, 2024, for right. the 60th anniversary of Zambia-China diplomatic relationships. And um, I think that will be good. And we are looking forward to the celebrations of that milestone. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, my good colleague. Listeners, we value your feedback. For any comments on this episode, drop us an email on audionewsroom at cgtn.com. Until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.